1: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News podcast and this is episode 53 where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. And now today we're going to be sitting down with Alex as she discusses her time working as a cast member down at Walt Disney World. Uh, She was actually a full on employee there, she didn't do the college program, she moved down at a young age and just uh, wanted to work for the mouse. So we're going to be discussing her time, kind of bouncing around from position to position, and even talking about her time working on the Disney Cruise Line. Yeah, we don't really mention the Disney Cruise Line too much on this show because we usually kind of keep it parks focused. But uh, but yeah, we're going to be hopping over to the Disney Cruise Line this this episode, and I think you guys are going to have a little fun with that. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the Access Press Podcast. So on today's show we have Alex from Orlando. How are you doing today, Alex?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm glad you can make it out on this. Uh, this what is it? Tuesday evening we're we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you you made it. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, so, bef- I before we kind of get started. So you you weren't in the college program. You were a full on cast member, correct?
0: Yeah, full time cast member.
1: Cool. So I kind of want to know how you kind of became to be a cast member like how what brought you to Orlando Were you did you originate from Orlando or did you move there?
0: No I moved to Orlando when I was 18 right after graduating high school. Um, I when I was a kid I only went to Disney about once or twice but every single time that I went there I just thought it was the most magical place ever and I remember thinking like dang I want to live here. I want to be here forever. So when I was 18, I well, my entire high school, I was actually part of um, a junior ROTC program where I was supposed to join the Marines. And then oh, wow. um, when I got to, yeah, when I got to MEPS, which is like a pre qualifications, I was disqualified. So I'd spent my whole high school uh-huh. career um going for something and then realizing i couldn't do it so i was like well what do you do when like all your plans just fail like where do you go when everything seems like super dark and dreary i was like i'm going to disney world (laughs) (laughs) so i just packed up all my things and moved and i went down here and that was when they didn't even have like a website for disney careers or anything like that you had to call a a number on the phone (laughs) and and hear all the things that we're hiring and then you had to go into the casting center and ask them okay so (laughs) i literally went in and was like hey i like clean tiles with a toothbrush what do you got for me
1: Uh i mean was that kind of how you got like an interview you so you just kind of called them up and then
0: yeah you just call that was when you just like literally called and then you like walk in
1: what year was this
0: 2006
1: oh wow okay so a while ago Mm -hmm. okay yeah so, so, okay, so pretty much you just, you called this number that they had and you asked for an interview or how did that, t- tell me how all that, uh, how all that worked.
0: Um, well, no, you call and they had like a list of things they were hiring for, like an automated message of things that they were hiring for. And then you could go in and, um, they had, and you could just ask. So super easy.
1: Oh, gotcha. So what w- were you looking for anything specific at all? Like what, what did you, what did you find?
0: No, I wasn't looking for anything specific. Actually, I didn't even know like what I wanted. I was just like, no, I want to work at Disney, and that was like all I had in my head. Was <laughs> Disney World. I mean, I probably would have, uh, you know, changed trash cans at Space Mountain or something. I don't even care. So th- I just went in and was like, hire me. <laughs> and so that's why, like, I originally wanted to work um, at the Safari because um, of the animals I thought that was like the coolest thing ever but they weren't hiring for that so (laughs) that was a a (laughs) no-go
1: so so when you after you called this number when what so what happened you got interview for what exactly like what happened after that
0: so they had me audition for um, entertainment because they weren't hiring for anything that I needed Um, and then they but they saw that I was short so they said go apply for that instead um and then if i didn't get it then i could be attractions <laughs> okay so um but i got that and i did that for a couple years of course but then um after that i moved to attractions where i was at the great movie ride oh nice so yeah okay so i was at the great movie ride um and that was like that Whole area is basically the way attractions at Disney works is that you're you're in an area, not really like one attraction. So that was like three different attractions. It was um, Muppets at the time. It was American Idol, and Great Movie Ride. So I was an American Idol.
1: Okay, so, so were uh-huh. you so sort of any given day you could work at either either of the three Usually, attractions? I
0: mean. Yeah, it really depends. Like, they can send you places, but most of the time you're at your single attraction because you don't know the other attractions. When you get familiar with the area and everything like that, um, then you you get sent to other places and you cross-train and everything. Um, that particular era wasn't too hard to move to other attractions because it's like Muppets. You know, it doesn't, you just kind of throw people in the theater and that's it. Uh-huh. So, um, like they sent me to Muppets a few times, you know, just to be like, the show's about to start, get in.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, I was supposed to be a great movie ride, but great movie ride is the, was, I should say, cause it's closed the longest cross training queue in existence. Um, so I think I was probably like 300th on a list of people that wanted to train a group movie ride, and I left before I even got the chance. Um, why? Why, but, do
1: you, why was it? Why was it like so hard? Exactly.
0: Uh, people really like talking in front of crowds. You know, people like being the center of attention. And with Great Movie Ride, you are the center of attention. Like you're riding the movies, and you know you're. It's you on a microphone. So a lot of people like loved that. They loved the thought of being on that car. I don't know if you've ever been. You've been on the great movie, Rod, Ryan.
1: Yeah. Yep. I've been on it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where they, they talk. They like narrating and everything. It was a really popular role. Like okay. One that. So same with, you know, Kilimanjaro Safaris. People just like talking yeah. you know, on microphones. You know, it's really fun. <laughs> so Yeah. It was a huge queue. I never actually made it to the queue, but I had a few friends that did and it looked really fun. But I left before that happened. So
1: okay. So when you when you worked at the attractions, I mean, what was like a what was like an average day for you working over there?
0: Um. So, well, I American Idol was interesting to work at.
1: Oh yeah, um, that's because so, I mean, so that's like a now extinct attraction. I've I never done it at all. But so can you can you because I, I, the this attraction might not be familiar with certain guests. Uh, Can you just kind of run down like how this this whole experience worked?
0: So American Idol was that people came in and they um, they auditioned to be in the show. Um, There were several different guests that would come in and there would be several shows a day in each of the shows. A couple of them would sing and the entire audience would vote for which one they thought would win. So they would, they had a little voting pad, just like in the real American Idol, and they would vote for which person they thought was the best. If that person won, they got to go to the finale at the very end of the day. So the finale was live streamed across the entire park. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was. Yeah, they actually got rid of Fantasmic for a while, a few days a week to make room for this. And then realizing that the theater itself didn't fit that many people. They ended up bringing back Fantasmic because a lot of people were standing outside of the American Idol building just watching on video cameras. (laughs) They couldn't even vote or anything because they weren't in the theater. Um, It was definitely um, the most popular show was the last one. And whoever won the last show got a golden ticket to to audition for actual American Idol.
1: No kidding. So the,
0: the golden ticket got them to the front of the line so they didn't have to wait.
1: Oh, that's a that's really awesome.
0: Yeah, um, you got some good ones. You had some bad ones. Um, it wasn't too hard of an attraction to work. Um, yeah, what so did that entail? I, um, just herding <laughs> people into the into the theater. Um, so it was pretty simple, pretty simple stuff. You know, opening doors, making sure people weren't eating or drinking, um, the standard theater things. I found that um, when it transitioned to Frozen sing along, it was more of a challenge so
1: oh so you did um, you did that after the american idol experience
0: yeah mm -hmm.
1: okay i've Uh, I've never done that either so i have no idea what that's like
0: i went back actually and did that um so a little while later but yeah i i did the frozen sing-along that was more of a challenge people are kind of obsessed with frozen and they get a little upset if, if they don't have certain seats or things like that Oh, jeez. but there was less to do in frozen sing-along because you didn't have to worry about um volunteers you didn't have to worry about you know audience participation um the it was definitely less tech because the seats don't have voting or anything um so it was much easier but the show the show itself is cute so definitely for like you know, something to see once because it's funny. They have two narrators, um, two equity narrators, and, um, you know, they have the, the movie screen where they play the movie so that you can sing along. It's really cute. I wouldn't wait more than 10 minutes for it. Okay. <laughs> um, but it has show times anyway. So, um, you know, it's a throwaway fast pass. <laughs> <So> <laughs> if it's available, just go in and go in and see it. But usually the theater isn't full. So, you, I mean, on a. On a regular day, like at the end of the day, the theater usually isn't full, so you can usually run in at the last minute and see it. And I just, and it was an interesting thing to put in place of American Idol, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, back then it was, I guess, two thousand fourteen, thirteen, or whatever it came out. I mean, it was such a huge hit; they needed to put some kind of frozen <laughs> thing into the into the land. I mean, it was, I'm sure it was super popular back then, but, yeah, probably not as much um, I wasn't.
0: I wasn't working at the parks when Frozen came out, so I don't know. Um, but I was working on um, on the ship, so... And oh, so on, the, yeah.
1: on the Disney Cruise Line?
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. You're
1: gonna have to talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was working there when that came out, so that was... I was stuck on the sea with it for, oh, for days and days! <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was... Um, I will admit that it was different um, working back then with American Idol Experience and then working with Frozen Sing Along because, on top of that, when you go, when I was working at Frozen Sing Along, they did in fact roll out um, originally when I started with Frozen Sing Along, started with. Um, American Idol experience. American Idol experience. We still had paper fast passes. Obviously, people had their fast passes. They brought them up to you. Super simple. Um, with Frozen Sing Along, they were still debuting the uh, the fast pass system on the computer with the Magic Bands. Yeah. So there was a specific team that originally did that. So in the parks, there's little fast pass areas that you can um, that you can go and you can get fast passes on your Magic Band. There was originally a specific team that did that. Um, they were specifically trained for it and they knew what they were doing, everything like that. Well, Disney, of course, they changed it. They felt that the attractions team members should do that instead. So that was now a part of our rotation where we had to go to the FastPass kiosk and help people choose fast passes. Um, so that was definitely different. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're sitting there with this system and you're like, "I don't know.
2: <laughs> Especially
0: Hollywood Studios at the particular time that I was working there for Frozen Sing along. it um, there wasn't a whole lot available um, no. because half the park was already closed down for the new Star Wars land. Um, and then the rest of the park was closed down for the new Toy Story land that was they were still building at the time. Um, and so it was like, what? You don't really have a whole lot of options here. Um, and Toy Story Mania, there was never any Fast Passes. And there's very rarely any Fast Passes ever for um, rock and roller coasters. Yeah, People were like, there's so like, gone. well, you.
1: Nothing yeah, so was nothing going on at the park it was yeah it was pretty bare bones yeah it was
0: pretty yeah and so i'm like okay wow well, this is amazing guess what i got you a fast pass for hollywood tower of terror and they're like well we already went on that and i'm like well it's either that or disney jr or beauty and the beast <laughs> like so i was like or you can just get like a Muppets fast pass that you don't need <laughs> um so because there was like or star wars but people would often say oh i don't want star wars yeah so it was like it kind of like eh, especially because the way the Fast Passes work is that you have um, one one big ride and then three small or two small ones. Okay. So um, Rock and Roller Coaster, Great Movie Ride, Toy Story Mania, and Fantasmic were a big one. And then everything else was small. Yeah. So you couldn't have a Fast Pass for both toy story mania and rock and roller coaster yeah those was like con- the, the
1: tier one yeah.
0: yeah and it confused the heck out of people and we were just like you- i don't know how to tell you this
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and especially because there's never any available for those anyway and they would stand next to you and just be like we'll get one i want one <laughs> and you just sit there like refreshing the screen like over and over again like i want to help you yeah uh,
1: it's like sorry i can't yeah. Well, so, if you
0: refresh the screen enough times, and you sit there for long enough, one might show up. Yeah. <laughs> so people no, that's are constantly true. canceling them. Oh, so there have been magical times where they've shown up. So yeah.
1: I, no, th- I mean that's mm. what I do. I do that on my vacation or like right before like we leave for our trip. Like, like I remember like two days before we left on our trip, I was able to get a flight, of passage, fast pass when I was when I booked my trip out like a month in advance. So. I have still
0: never been on that.
1: Oh, you have to! It's so, um, it's amazing. Yeah,
0: the big ones like um, I I still haven't seen Toy Story Land. Um, I haven't been on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, and I haven't seen been on any of the Avatar stuff. What? Um, so like, I don't, I don't like waiting in line.
1: Oh, jeez! <laughs> you should just try to you, you gotta just be proactive and try to like get those fast passes because, it, yeah, they'll come up eventually. So.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean the best thing to do if you can't get a fast pass and you're just really having trouble with it, if you're staying in a Disney hotel, usually your concierge can help you.
1: Okay. So, so. Okay, so here, let's kinda of, let's kind of backtrack a bit. So I wanna to try to get this timeline straight of your career of uh, working there. So <laughs> so okay, so we, we were we were at the Muppets. So after the Muppets, what happened after that?
0: I stopped working for Disney.
1: <laughs> okay, so you stopped um, working well, for Disney. Well, I still
0: Disney. worked there, but they had a seasonal position back then. They don't have it anymore. Where you could literally like leave for, um, you know, the whole year, and you could just work like two weeks, and you'd be good. Your employment would be set.
1: Gotcha. So, so you
0: could like literally do whatever you wanted for the rest of the year and just come back for a two week vacation and work the entire time. And you'd be able to keep all your main gates and your employment. So I did that for like a, a couple years.
1: Okay. So, so how much time was it in between the Muppets and then what was the next thing that you had done?
0: Um, trying to think. Um,. I believe it was. Then I went back to attractions, but I could not tell you how many years. At least a couple years.
1: Okay, so, rough, so roughly a couple years. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, then I. Well, actually, sorry. I went to the cruise line after that.
1: Okay, so here let's so. let's let's talk about the cruise line a bit. So how so how <laughs> did so how did that all come about? We haven't had anyone talk about the cruise line. I mean, we usually talk about the the disney parks but you have a pretty unique position where you went from a cast member in the parks to the cruise line so kind of how did that transition come about
0: um i just thought it seemed fun so (laughs) um i was like you know i've i had um originally like a while before that i had taken a break from disney and i had gone to work on carnival cruise line for six months and i was like ah, that wasn't bad let me try it with disney because you know disney no matter what they do, they always have this fantastic amount of integrity. So I was like, I think that their ships would be just amazing to work on. Yeah. It was very, very hard to get the job. Um, oh, wow. unlike, unlike other other cruise lines, you know, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, where they have tons of ships and tons of positions, um, you're trying for a job that has four ships. That's it. And they, with cruise lines, you can hire anyone from around the world to work for you. You can't, it's not just Americans, it's not, it's everyone. So you have um, the entire world buying for the same job as you, and there's only four ships. So it was challenging um, to get the job. We had to audition, actually. I was a, an entertainment cast member, and you have to audition for it several times. Um, you have to, I, I had to go to audition in New York. But I was in Boston at the time, so it wasn't that bad. And then I also had to send in a video.
2: Okay. So um,
0: and then when they hire you, you still have to. You're still on this crazy waiting list. So that's what ended up happening. Because what happens is when you go to the cruise line, which is originally why I left the Disney parks in general, is because you have to be at that time. I believe they've changed it. You had to be unemployed from, or at least like, you know, severed from Walt Disney world for up to six months before you could work on the cruise line.
1: Oh, gotcha. Um, okay.
0: So because they are separate companies, even though they're under the same umbrella. So I could, um, now you can work for both at the same time, I believe, but before you could not. So, oh, so that's, um, that's
1: kind of interesting that they do that. Mm-hmm. So, so let me get it straight. So, Pretty much since you left, you had to wait at least six months to work for the cruise line. You just couldn't, like, say you worked yeah. at Disney World, you just couldn't go directly to the cruise line.
0: You can now. But back but then, then you couldn't. You could not. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, but back then you could not. Um, now you can because I had a friend that did, and I was like, You can do that now? And she was like, Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what? I can't believe I spent so much time waiting. Yeah. Um, but. At that time, you could not now because even Disney Cruise Line doesn't even come to Orlando to audition people because of the fact that they they can't take people from Disney. OK, so um, but I think they can now. Don't quote me on that. Um, but because I think I'm me and like maybe one other person are the only people that have ever gone from the parks to the cruise line. Mm
1: hmm so so, so, um, so yeah tell me about the your time working on the cruise line like how like what job role did you get and how did that how did that all work out
0: i was an entertainment host which is the people um if you've ever been on a cruise it's the people that are on the microphones like hosting all the events hosting all the parties ah,
1: gotcha okay um
0: things like that um so it was really fun it was super duper fun um it was definitely an, a unique role so, because you do, it's it's a lot of guest interaction. You're kind of the life of the party. So, if you're lame, the party's lame. That's how it is. <laughs> um, and well,
1: you, you definitely up, have a lot of energy, so I could see you, like, giving some, <laughs> some pep into the crowds. So
0: um, it's It was definitely a challenge at some times, because obviously on ships, you know, you are there seven days a week, 24 hours a day, for up to six months at a time, sometimes longer. Um, and you, there are no days off. So, um, you work every single day. Um, sometimes like it can be 12 hours a day and then you just kind of go to sleep and wake up and do it all again. So it is challenging sometimes when you're the face of the cruise like that to keep it peppy, to keep it exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, That's gotta be super like exhausting. And I mean, I mean, I'm (laughs) kind of curious, like how was that on you mentally? Because I feel like that's gotta be like just draining.
0: Um, you, it really depends. I always say to people, you know, if you go and you work on a cruise, you either love it or you're hated immediately.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know if you do, because the cruise line is a certain mentality that some people just can't can't take. You know, you don't have any phones. Um, you can't just wh- whip out your cell phone and use it. Um, there's no internet, <laughs> unless you want to pay big bucks for it. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of isolated from the real world which some people like and some people would go crazy <laughs> so yeah. um if you don't like your co-workers you're kind of um not in the best place yeah it's because... like you're just stuck
1: <laughs> and you can't you literally can't go anywhere <laughs> yeah
0: because i always used to tell people like what's it like working on a cruise ship and i said imagine you're in your office and you can never leave <laughs> <laughs> and when you go to sleep, there's your co-workers, and when you go to eat, there's your co-workers, and if you go to the bar, it's just your co-workers, um, and, you know, if you want to go to breakfast, all your clients are there, because <laughs> you have to walk through the cruise ship to get to, like, the mess hall to eat, so you can't just go to breakfast in your pajamas, you have to be fully dressed in your uniform and everything like that because you go through guest areas. Wow. So
1: there's, there's like, (sighs) there's just no time of day where you're not in uniform throughout each cruise.
0: Um, some, so yeah, you can get off the ship sometimes. Um, so it really depends on your role on the ship. Um, I know with me, um, my role, I could walk around, um, at certain times in my regular clothes, it wasn't really, like, you know, encouraged, but you could. Um, but you could get off the ship and you could be in your regular clothes then. Um, you didn't have to talk to guests if you got off the ship unless you were in Castaway Key, which is Disney's private island. Um, then you if they recognize you, you obviously have to be nice. <laughs> um, but if you were in Nassau or Mexico or something like that, you really didn't have to acknowledge them if you didn't want to. Um, you could just ignore them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, you um, Not that you would. I mean, the pro- that's the problem with being entertainment. If you were, you know, Joe Schmo in the back of the kitchen, um, no one's going to be like, you yeah, know, you work for the cruise line. You know, but if you're entertainment, your face is up there all the time. You know, you they see you. They know who you are. Yeah. So you can't go and get, you know, dollar shots at... <laughs> <laughs> at your frogs you can't you can't do it i don't care what anyone says um it's not gonna it's not gonna work you're yeah, gonna is... probably get fired so do that but you know someone else could if that whose face isn't everywhere yeah but you couldn't <laughs>
1: so so as an entertainment host like what were some of the things that you had to do on the cruise line
0: um so it was a lot of hosting different events like when you wake up in the morning um you you could do one of several different things. There could be trivias. Um, there was like, I know one of the days, one of the sea days, I think there was like a toddler like playtime hour. Um, don't they have like baby
1: races like... or something like that on the boats?
0: Yeah, I used to host those. those. Yeah. <laughs> the diaper races. Mm-hmm. yeah, the diaper races. Um, yeah, the diaper
1: dash, I think they call it now because yeah, of they, uh, um, the incredible or something. Yeah, that, um, yeah, Yeah, the
0: diaper dash. So they, they don't really do those on um, on port days. So, because no matter what, like, it doesn't matter what port you're in, someone needs to be on the ship because there's always going to be people that don't want to go on port. They don't want to leave the ship. There are people that cruise just for the fun of cruising, which means that there's got to be someone and activities to happen while everyone's on port. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be one entertainment cast member, usually two, that stay on the ship and just host activities. Oh, wow. So, um, the diaper dash really happens on one of those days.
1: Okay. What was one of your favorite activities that you, like, what was your favorite out of all of them that you liked to host the most?
0: Um, I personally, I'm, I'm kind of a no-it-all. So I liked the tours of the ship.
1: Oh, Oh, that's pretty cool. Big,
0: big, long, um, big, long scripts that you had to memorize. Um, they had like, you know, art tour where like, it goes around and shows you like all the different art and all the different like, architecture and stuff and um there's different stories behind them um sometimes well, they just have regular ship tours what was your favorite um, fact
1: about the tour that you you liked the most
0: um i just like regular ship tours i like showing people around and giving them little tidbits about yeah but what was it like Disney. your what
1: was your favorite tidbit like if you had to like say something about the ship like what do you think is like the coolest thing that like the average well, person you know, might not honestly, know about the ship
0: um I actually, so there's been like rumors. We had it in our script at one point, but I don't know. I think they might've debunked it and said, no, that's not true. Take it out. But so there was, we were telling people at one time that the Disney ships have to be certified um, as battleships because no, they carry what? so much explosives um, on board because they have they fi- They're the only cruise ships in the world to have fireworks. So, um, so we have so much explosives on board that in order to carry that much explosives, it was said in our tours that they had to be certified um, as battleships.
2: Um, we, (laughs) We never.
0: We never got, like, confirmation whether this was true or not. Um, some people said, take it out. It's not true. Other people said, we don't have any proof. That's not true. That was in the script. Um, so we just keep saying it because it's a fun fact that <laughs> it may or may not be true. Yeah. Um, but people sometimes usually go, whoa, you know, when they find out about that.
1: I mean, um, it's kind of believable if you think about
0: it. So. I mean, it's so much explosives on this uh on the ships it's crazy like sometimes we would get stuck doing um fireworks duty you know like where you basically stand there and go no you can't go this way fireworks are about to happen
2: <laughs> and
0: <laughs> and um, there were so many of them I never like when I went on the cruise I had never I've never been on a cruise as an actual guest um, so I when I was working I had never seen these cruise fireworks before I literally could not stop gawking at how amazing they were they were just the coolest fireworks I've ever seen. Yeah, and and they were on a ship. Like even when you saw like um, all of the other boats, because obviously with Disney they go to fairly traveled straits. So when they're going to Nassau, they're pretty much right next to Royal Caribbean and Carnival and Norwegian. All of them are all going in the same direction. Yeah, they're you know?
1: probably all they they probably can all see the Disney Cruise Line from the distance with the yeah. fireworks. Yeah, so just going so off.
0: what you do is you can always see the ships um, get a little bit closer to Disney <sighs> when they know that it's a fireworks day. They all just kind of get a little bit closer. <sighs> and you're like, hmm, I wonder if they put that on their schedule. You know, Disney fireworks ahead, you know, 9 o'clock. <laughs> because they would get so much closer just to see the fireworks from Disney because they are still the only ship that has them. So, and I have no idea how. I'm still going with the battleship thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because fire is the number one fear on a ship. You oh, know, it's the num- it's the number one. Yeah, it's the number one thing that they really, really do their best to to constantly be on guard about. So, bring fireworks onto a ship, and you're kind of like, what are you doing? You're like bringing like yeah. bringing kryptonite to Superman. Like, not yeah. a good thing. <laughs> well, I mean, but, I,
1: I've never been on a cruise either, and I my two biggest hesitations are I get pretty bad motion sickness. I mean, I hear on a cruise line, it's not as bad, but I still worry about it. But then my other fear is, like, a fire. Like, what if a fire breaks out and, like, can't be stopped?
0: <laughs> Do you know, honestly, like, they, when they're on ships, like, number one, we have, like, special training. So I sincerely doubt that you would ever have a fire that yeah, happened that could not be contained. You. Because of the fact that we have super-duper training, number one. Um, number two, there are people that are specifically trained as firefighters on board
2: oh no um, kidding
0: so like it's literally just like you know um the cooks <laughs> like <laughs> they they are trained as firefighters when they get on
1: oh wow so well that's um, that's really good to know i never i yeah. would have never imagined and also that they
0: have really heavy doors there um so they the fire doors so if you press a button if there's like a fire you run you press a button that door will close and contain the fire. There's no way for it to get out if that door is closed.
2: Oh, gotcha. So,
0: um, you know, there's like so many different ways that they make sure that you're never going to die in a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere else, that's up to you. But, um, fire, I think it's fine. So, especially Disney Cruise Line, because they've earned like 100% on safety every single year, I think, that they've even been operating. (laughs) <laughs> so honestly the it was the the most intensive training i've done and i even on my other cruise line experience like yeah. disney bar none best yeah. safety training
1: yeah i mean luckily you had all that uh that rotc training already so it was, it was probably <laughs> i did have
0: to run nearly as much that's for
1: sure <laughs> yeah i would imagine but
0: <laughs> i know especially because like with um they even have a training they kind of um at castaway key disney's private island um at certain days they will um Right next to the ship, they'll put like a lifeboat that's overturned, and you and like whoever else just got on the ship, they throw you in the water, and you have to take the lifeboat. You have to overturn it again so it's right side up, and to get in it. Oh wow! So and that's like the test that they that they give you. If you fail, you just go home. Oh no. Yeah, they won't let you stay. So, you know, they are really, you know, they want to make sure that they you have the guests' best interest at heart and that you're doing everything for the guests. Like if the guests they can count on you. Yeah. Um, like I was a I was an emergency leader for the muster stations. That's basically what it means is if there was an emergency, um, they would know where to go. So a muster station is where they would go if something happened. And um, each one has a, a cast member that helps them. So, and um, I was the emergency leader. That means I got a lifeboat, which is pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, though. It also means I'm stuck in a lifeboat with like 250 guests. But, oh, jeez.
1: You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but it was, um, but that's basically um, at the beginning of every cruise, um, it was always grumble, grumble, grumble because they, we made them go to their muster station and be like, this is where you're going to go. If anything were to happen, if, any, if we were to, for some reason, sink, this is where you go. And um, guests are always like, I wish I was on the Lido deck getting drinks or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, well, tough luck. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. We don't want you to die. <laughs> um, but the um, it, another really cool fact, actually, about Disney Cruise Line, and some people always wonder about it. So lifeboats are originally supposed to be orange. They're always orange. Uh-huh. But Disney actually got special permission so that theirs were yellow because okay. of, you know, Mickey and all that. Oh, uh, so, that
1: makes sense. Only, so, only Disney could get that special permission.
0: Yeah, so they got special permission. Theirs are yellow. Um, so that's why they, they definitely stand out almost always. If you see them in port, you'll know it's them. So it's kind of every single time I see a Disney cruise line, I just kind of go, oh, they look so much better than the others.
1: <laughs> yeah, they definitely they definitely don't stand out as much as the orange. <laughs> so, that's that's cool so yeah so what i mean what are some cool stories that happened while you were working on the cruise line because i'm kind of curious because uh, we don't talk about the cruise line as much uh on on these shows so, um i kind of want to know more about it
0: um really depends um working on ships is a little i mean working especially disney cruise line because disney does have their own their own philosophies about things, their own, um, you know, the the way they do things is so Disney that it was basically taking that philosophy from the ship, from the parks, and bringing it to the ships. So guests are, you know, always right. Everything's magical, um, and everything's clean. You want to keep it the same. Um, so working, going from working when, like a few years before that, I had worked on a different cruise line, seeing the differences. It was nuts because <laughs> I was like, this is. This is how it's done. Disney knows how to do it. Oh, that's and right. Because you
1: said you worked on Carnival, right? Carnival. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. So it's just amazing the differences. Um. They had amazing shows. They had like uh, Broadway style shows. Um. They had like a little painting that you can go around and you solve like a mystery. And they had like interactive paintings so if you go to an interactive painting it will change into like a little video and you can you solve like a mystery and you go around and find all the interactive paintings and get like little clues and then solve the mystery so it was really cute and actually it has facial recognition on it so if you go up and you've already done a different mystery it's not going to give you the same one huh isn't that crazy
1: yeah no definitely that's really cool
0: (laughs) I'm Except try- for me, because, like, I was standing in front of those paintings so much. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. Oh, that's, that's super neat. Um, it
0: so, is super neat, isn't it? I always yeah, thought that yeah. was the coolest thing. And I watch these kids go up to these paintings, and it always amazes me. Because it literally just changes right before your eyes. Like, from wow. a painting of, like, Walt, to all of a sudden, it would be, like, a cartoon.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's real. I'm trying to, like, imagine <laughs> what it would look like in my head. Maybe I could find, like, some video online to, to look up later.
0: Yeah, oh. you can. It's really, really neat. Some of the things that they managed to do on those ships is just amazing. Okay. So I feel like as well um, with Disney Cruise Line, my sister was telling me that she just went on a Norwegian cruise and she had a lot of trouble with dining because there was a lot of restaurants that she just couldn't get into. Uh huh. Even though they were free, she couldn't get into them. And Disney That's never really has that problem super annoying. Because, yeah, exactly. You're like you're paying for something and you don't get to go and see it, but Disney doesn't really have that problem because. You know, they have all of your restaurants that you go to, which is usually three. Um, normally, there's like an artist theme one, a princess theme one. And then I can't remember the other one, unfortunately. Um, but then there's also two regular ones, Remy and Paolo, which um, Remy is very, very fancy French food. And then Paolo is very, very fancy Italian food. And those ones you would have to pay money for, yeah. whereas the rest of them are included. I hear the Paolo um,
1: brunch is amazing. From...
0: Yeah, and that's actually all you can eat. So um, that's the one you want to go to (laughs) Um, because if you're going to get fancy food, it might as well be all you can eat. Yeah. So they, um, they have those ones, but they're never sold out. You know, if you okay. wanted reservations, you can just go to the, to the maitre d' and you can probably just get them, you know, oh, I've never seen them be sold out before. Okay. So that's why I'm like, can't believe someone would, they, they sell out. Like yeah, how? I guess maybe that's a Disney thing where they're like, we would never, uh-huh. <laughs> never, never.
2: Yeah. Um, I, Cause I, if I,
0: someone goes to their restaurant and sold out, like how, what are you going to think of Disney after that? I know. I exactly. thought I could trust them. And then what happened? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that would be, <laughs> if I was, a, if I was a guest, that would be super annoying. Um, yeah, we I... did
0: run into a lot that the shows ran out of room, but um, a lot of people, some people just don't care about the shows, so they don't care to go, True. but the Walt Disney Theater, which is what the shows tended to be in, um, it was rather small, but there were always two shows, but they usually filled up to capacity, like, bursting. Okay.
1: I, I kind of, I wish I had asked this question earlier, but which like which routes did you take on the cruise line was it mostly just like the Caribbean routes to Mexico like which were you on the same one all the time or did you switch it up how did, how did that work
0: the same one um, so we went to Castaway Key and Nassau um, just over and over and over again okay so you um, you were literally you, on
1: the same like which which cr- which cruise ship were you on like the magic the, I forget the dream the, the dream okay
0: the dream and the fantasy are usually the ones that go out of Orlando. Um, sometimes the magic will, but very rarely because it usually goes to like Europe and because it's small. Um, and then the wonder usually goes to like Alaska and Hawaii.
1: Okay, that's I um, really want to do the Alaska one. My wife yeah. and I have been we've been talking about the Alaska one, but I look at the prices and it's like it's really <laughs> expensive. So
0: I have a few friends on the Alaska one right now. That only runs for halfway through the year because the rest of the year alaska is very dark yeah so um, i I think i
1: saw it goes up to like september or something like that
0: yeah so they can't there's no no reason to go there after that you go to hawaii instead um that's usually what most cruises do because you can't go to alaska all year round um all i wanted was to go on the alaska route but i never got it because Mm. the way disney cruise line works so the way normal cruise lines work like with um with routes is that so for instance carnival if I had gone back for a second contract I could have been on any ship. Any at all. They could have just sent me to a random ship. Oh wow. I wouldn't be most likely I wouldn't be on the same ship that I had been on previously. Which means that I could go to different routes and see different things. But with Disney, you whatever one you're hired on, that's it. Forever. Oh, so geez. unless you unless you ask to leave and then it has to be available. So um, I was on the dream for the the entire time I was there.
1: Okay, so how so, so how long? Because we're 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 about like the forty close to the forty five minute mark here. We'll go for maybe like another fifteen. Um, so to kind of <laughs> so to kind of yeah, just try to keep the the show uh, in order. Um, it's okay. No, so so to kind of wrap up the the cruise line because I know you went back to the parks. Um, so mm-hmm. how so how long were you at the? Uh, on the cruise line and what was the transition like back to the disney parks
0: um so i was on the cruise for about three years so oh, i didn't okay. mind i didn't mind going back to the parks i actually preferred it i've always liked the parks a little better i feel like there's more of an ambiance, and the parks is where i started and you're not so stuck I...
1: with your co-workers all day long <laughs>
0: That never actually bothered me. Um, <laughs> well, so, if you did,
1: if you did it for three years, I would certainly hope not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that never really bothered me. Um, so, and some people would, but it never bothered me. I just feel like the parks themselves have a—I have more of a connection to them, and I feel like they have so much more magic because cruises will always just be cruises. You go to Nassau, you go to Atlantis, you go to the beach, you know, things like that. Um, there is something a little bit more magical about Disney Cruise Lines versus other Cruise Lines um, But I feel like the parks is where it all started and so I feel like I have the most connection with that So I had no problem going back nice. Because actually to be to be fair guests are smarter in the parks <laughs> than they are on the cruise oh, geez. So
1: if
0: You can imagine that because guests are difficult in the parks, but they're even more difficult on cruise line.
1: Oh jeez, geez I, So you know what? I won't even I won't even touch that. I won't even uh... <laughs> I even ask yeah, you why. don't want
0: to trust me. Well, it's like a mess. Um, but they—I mean, of course. When I went back to the parks, I went back to attractions. Okay. Um, and that's when I worked to Frozen sing along. Um, and then I only spent about six months there. And then I went to concierge, which—and um, I went to concierge at the All Star Resorts, which is the discount resorts that they have um, over by Disney's Animal Kingdom.
1: Okay. Which so, which one did you work at? Did you? kind of switch they all between? work at all three. Oh, cool okay
0: yeah so if you work there you work at all three of them and you just switch like every day you could be in a different one it will tell you on your schedule you have a home resort but it doesn't matter my home was movies but um you, i tended to be at sports more than anything else so um i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> So they just put me there, and I was like, "I know nothing about sports. <laughs> Why did you put me here?" But obviously, you didn't have to know anything about sports and movies or anything like that in order to be there. It really wasn't super themed. So, yeah. um, especially concierge.
1: So, so, so what um, was mm-hmm. so what was the the job role like as concierge? Because I assume you're just at the front, you're like the front desk all day. I mean, you don't do you check people in, or do you just kind of help people out? Yeah,
0: sometimes you, you, check you mostly people answer in.
1: questions, right?
0: sometimes you check people in um because if it's really busy you know it's good to help out um and you do know how to check people in you're you're taught but most of the time you're really i like to call um the concierge the glorified magic band fixers (laughs) because they just usually they're helping out with my disney experience which is the um which of course is the program that the fast passes and all of the dining reservations everything's under um usually my disney experience they come because it's broken and they don't know how to fix it yeah. or they've broken it themselves and they're like help or they want to make reservations but they can't figure it out um so i like to say oh you know what i got this i'm the glorified magic band fixer <laughs> so you or they come for dining reservations if they can't figure out how to do it on their own or they they want you to see if you can make exceptions for them there's no Chef Mickey's. What do I do? You know, like, um, and you're like, oh, I can't help you. I don't have anything either. Because honestly, the concierge really has just what you see on your phone. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing special about my system versus their system. So if they're looking on the phone and they don't see anything, it means I don't have anything either. Oh, jeez. So that they'll come up and they'll be like, well, what do you have? And I'm like, the same thing you do. Uh-huh. Um, that's because that was actually my favorite job that I've ever had at disney Wisconsin.
1: concierge yeah. well it, um, I, I would assume people would also come up to you for like like recommendations and stuff like that maybe ask your opinions on things did you get that a lot not,
0: not really oh, no really? <laughs> i feel like
1: i, I feel like i asked the concierge like at the hotels i asked them like certain questions and get their opinions or if like i always ask like what they're what they like to eat with their favorite food or snacks or something like that so. it
0: honestly didn't come up very much but it could have been the hotel that i was at um, uh, since All Star is very budget friendly, um, a lot of the the restaurants that we would have recommended would have been out of their price range. So they didn't come very much to us for dining or anything like that. Very rarely, um, because of the fact that you know, the in the area there's everything's very pricey. Even most Disney Disney restaurants are pricey. So if usually they'll eat at the at the hotel, like, you know, the burgers, the fries, the cafeteria, the cafeterias at All Stars had multiple types of food. So, you know, there's no reason for them to go to another restaurant because of the fact that they can just eat there and then spend all their money and what they want in the parks. True. Um, So that's going to be completely different than a concierge that's going to be at the Grand Floridian. Who the Grand Floridian, most of the time it's filled with people that have already been to the parks. Or and they want something new Um, or, you know, like the old Key West where it's all vacation club members and they've been here and they want something new. Things like that. People who are in the budget hotel, usually this is their first time or they're um, with a big family or something like that. They don't want my recommendations. (laughs) 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 Most of the time they'll be like, I can't afford that. Or, you know, because especially because if they're coming to me for recommendations, most everything is going to be full okay so they're going to be like hey where can i go for dinner tonight And i'm gonna be like you have most of the options in disney springs or um you know gico the cooking place which is like 75 dollars a person (laughs) so and carries wild boar (laughs) you know and you're like i don't think your six-year-old child's gonna want wild boar
1: no probably wrong (laughs) but um
0: you know so it really it was my favorite job specifically because i love talking about disney and I like, you know, helping people at Disney. So that's why I liked that job the best. But, um, and I, I felt like I had more power to help people than I did in any other job at Disney. Cool. So because if people had, I could, like for instance, the supervisors at the hotels, they do have magic fast passes. You know, they do have those okay. that they can give people that uh-huh. you can get on anything.
1: But you, you didn't?
0: I didn't. But okay. I can always ask for them.
1: Okay. You know, and that's so one thing that were there any...
0: in attractions they didn't have.
1: Okay, so were there any cool, like, magical moments that you were able to create at times as the con- uh, concierge?
0: Um, not
1: really. Uh, no. I
0: wish I could say that there was, but there really isn't. Uh, I mean, well, there's a few times, like, I really, I was one of those people where I was like, let's do it. I think one person came up and they were like, listen, we have one day. We want to see everything. I was like, all right, but I'm going to tell you, you got to get on your running shoes. And they're like, okay, because the concierge system allows you to overlap fast passes.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: So that means that I can give them in the Magic Kingdom. I can give them every single ride in the Magic Kingdom as long as it's available in the system. So I can give them Pirates of the Caribbean at 9, um, Thunder Mountain at 9.30, um splash mountain at 945 as long as it's available I can give it to them which means even if it overlaps mm-hmm. so I was like boom 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 I think again I like gosh at least 20 fast passes
2: oh, and, um,
0: and they were all and they were all like super overlapping and I was like okay so here you're gonna have one hour to get from magic kingdom to animal kingdom okay and they're like yeah I was like and then we're gonna go on dinosaur um Everest Cali River rapids gonna do it all oh they and must have them- loved you <laughs> Um, I don't know if they even did it, but uh-huh. I did. I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get every single big ride, oh and you're gonna gosh. do it all in one day." That's crazy. And that's the the only way you would be able to do that is if a concierge did it for you, because I don't have limits to how many fast passes I can give you, and I don't, I can overlap fast passes, whereas nobody else can, besides mm-hmm. guest services. Wow. So that's guest neat. services can overdo anything that we do. So. Okay. <laughs> But uh, it was like, that was probably my most fun thing where I was like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: but people don't tend to come to the concierge for really big problems, to be honest. I know that people usually come to the concierge for a lot of dining issues. Like, okay. if they don't understand the dining plan, <laughs> yeah. then they're like, I don't know what happened to all my dining points. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, well, it's because you went to like seven different two, two dining plan point places and didn't realize it. Oh, and so they'd have no food left. And I'm like, I oh. So you, you can give them the points back, but oh really? Like, mm-hmm, yeah, you can. Um, sometimes I would do that. Like if they had a really bad experience with their server and they're like, "Our server was so rude," and we spent a dining point on this, I'd be like, "Oh well, consider it gone. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it never happened. Here's your dining point back."
1: Oh, that's neat. Get- I, I didn't realize yeah. I could do that.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can do that. Um, so that's pretty nice. You can also on most of the time you can give them money as well. Um, I. I don't know what the cap is for how much money you can give people, but I mean, I gave someone $250 once because they had a, yeah, because they had a really bad experience. Their room was horrible. The managers were rude at the restaurant, you know, everything like that. I said, okay, how much was your, was your meal? And they said, well, here's the receipt. It was like $250. And I was like, well, consider it gone. It's on your room. Do what you want. So the good news about that is you're putting the money on your room. Yeah. This means if the money's on their room, they're going to spend it at Disney.
1: Yeah, true.
0: So, because if they don't, it gets like, it's like a check that gets sent to you or something. It doesn't cash out upon checkout. Oh, interesting. You, know, you don't okay. just get handed cash at checkout. No. So, like, you want to spend that money at Disney. So, it's just money that's going right back to Disney. Yeah. Wow. So, it's like, eh, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> But cool. that was definitely, I mean, definitely there's like a lot of secrets that the concierge can tell you. You just have to ask the right questions.
1: True. <laughs> Interesting. We'll have to remember that for next time. Yeah. Uh, cool. So so we're kind of winding down on time here. And um, I just, I kind of want to know, like, what were your, like, out of your entire time working at the parks, like, what were some of your, like, just quick favorite memories that you you had i mean you mentioned it sounded like you mentioned a few but like what were like what were like some of the one or two things that stand out the most of when you when you work there
0: um well of course like my first time walking into the utilidors of magic kingdom um that was pretty amazing so i still remember those smelly tunnels walking in there um you know at 18 and just thinking i want to stay here forever like, and just knowing that that was like the place that you know you wanted to work forever, yeah. So, um, and that's a you know, that was probably my favorite memory. And then, um, the cruise line was such great memories because you know, so many things happen on that cruise line that you know you just aren't gonna ever experience anywhere else, and that includes with guests, you know, like you, you see, like, because we have our. Like crew, ca- oh, sorry, um, crew members have our own bar. We have like, you know, our own little hangout areas and stuff. And um, but at the same time, when you're hanging out in the areas with the guests, you just kind of feel like a sense of camaraderie, camaraderie, with the guests. You kind of become like a little family for the four days they're there. Yeah. So you you kind of always feel it's really nice. It's like getting a new family every four days. And so I I think that my favorite memories were the ones on there because you get to experience it's like basically having the first time you've ever seen something magical like the cruise, like the fireworks, um, like the sail away, which I always, you know, I always watch the feeling of awe that they have on their faces when they saw the sail away show when Mickey came out onto the stage for the first time. When the horn blew and it was, um, a dream is a wish your heart makes, which is the horn for Disney. I don't know if you know that instead of the big, like, brr, it's like, yeah,
1: I've heard that. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
0: Um, so, you know, you get like little things like that and it just makes it feel like you're experiencing it for the first time all over again, just over and over and over again. So oh. I think those are my, my favorite memories. Definitely. There are some in the parks, of course, but, um, definitely cruise line
1: is above and beyond okay nice that's that's uh, that's really neat and it sounds like you're you're pretty well versed in the the disney <laughs> bubble so um i was my... oh, too much <laughs> <laughs> well i want to know are there any like tips and advice you can give to anyone who's maybe inspiring to to work for the disney parks or the cruise line one day
0: um, really, it depends. I mean, Disney is getting just better and better about treating their employees well. Um, they're go- I mean, when they've changed management since when I started there. When I started there, it was Michael Eisner that was working as the CEO. Um, and then it went to Bob Iger. Um, there's a big difference in how the cast members are treated from then to now. Um, and there's, they just got a pay raise, (laughs) which is awesome. Um, but if you want to work on the cruise line, one thing I recommend is of course, don't give up. It took me almost a year and a half before they gave me an assignment. That meant that I was just kind of sitting around waiting. I was hired, but they didn't have anything for me. (laughs) So, and then finally, after a year and a half, they contacted me and said, we have a ship for you. When can you leave? You know, so it takes time. Um, also if they want to work on the you know in the parks they just have to not be picky if your dream job isn't available um, go in talk to them the casting people at Disney usually will do everything they can to help you and if it's not available and it's just not something that can happen you can transfer after 6 months and they usually allow you no problem so it's so easy to get where you want to go there so that's why, like, you know, don't be discouraged if things don't go your way right away. Because Disney is an endless, you know, endless cycle of possibilities for people as long as they have the ambition and the love of the company.
1: Nice. I think that's I think that's some really good advice. And <laughs> no, no, truthfully, and I, I, I wish people the best of luck if they if they do want to go out for the Disney jobs. It's something I always wanted to do, but I don't. I'm not sure if I'll ever get to do it in my lifetime, but hey.
0: It's a a hard job depending on what it is. Yeah. Um, So it's not easy um, because it is working with the general public and it's working with people that they, you know, a lot of these people, they've been waiting their whole lives to go here. And you're a part of that. So sometimes it can be frustrating when they're frustrated because things aren't going their way because they built it up in their heads this magical experience they wanted to have and everyone knows that things don't always work out the way they want Yeah. so it's you know you're a part of that and so sometimes it can be frustrating but in the end um, you're the one that makes their vacation what it is it's not it's just a big empty castle without the people that are making it special true so Mm -hmm. that's why it's all and that's what people have to keep in the back of their mind Mm -hmm. is when they go to disney when they get these jobs it's not just a job you know you it's you're like magical to these people
1: nice well (laughs) well said i'm very well said so thanks thanks for that um (laughs) i
0: know a wealth of knowledge (laughs) (laughs) you are
1: you are (laughs) um so so my last my last question of the day is because with all with all of these interviews that I do I always like to play the park background music so I want to know like what is your favorite disney background loop like what's something that you you've always loved
0: um I don't know if it's a background loop but um remember the magic
1: what was that exactly
0: the 25th anniversary celebration music
1: <laughs> remember remember <laughs> the magic is that it oh it
0: okay. yeah. yeah there was a whole song though
1: i need oh, you to <laughs> i need you to sing it for me right now so no we're not gonna
0: mm-hmm. sing it. you can just do um you can just do wishes that was also my favorite
1: all right well i'll look up remember the magic and uh I'll, because i
0: it's... wishes was one of my favorites but i think that you look up remember the magic you'll like it okay so they had I, a big parade you should see it i it feel was like cute. it was my I favorite like year it. that year was actually the year that made me want to work for Disney.
1: The birthday cake castle, right?
0: Yes! <laughs> the Pepto Bismol pink birthday castle. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the year that made me want to work for Disney. Um, so, and that was the theme that made me want to work for Disney. So, it okay. like basically stemmed my love of it.
1: Yes. Yeah, I didn't visit the <laughs> parks when it was the birthday cake. But,
0: uh, <laughs> you missed I, it. You yeah. missed it, man.
1: I, I don't think people will ever forget that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What a mess! Yeah,
0: it was amazing though; it really
1: was. <laughs> well, Alex, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. You were you're awesome. You're a great guest, uh, and I <laughs> I loved hearing about the the Disney Cruise Line. I mean, I just I think that's a really unique experience. So
0: I'm happy you liked it. Yeah, no,
1: appreci- appreciate appreciate <laughs> it. So um,
0: thank you so much for having me.
1: No problem. Yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we get out of here and? Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of Interview with a Cast Member. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show and discussing your time working at the Disney Parks and working on the cruise line. It was definitely a lot of fun discussing that with you but uh but yeah the guys that's kind of wrap it up for another episode and if you want to be on an episode if you were a previous cast member and you want to talk about your time working at the disney parks uh reach out to me and uh, we'll definitely get you on an upcoming podcast so yeah be sure to send me an email or contact me on social media uh you could pretty much do it anyway and uh, yeah we'll get you on a future episode but all right, guys. So if if you haven't uh, heard the past episode or so, we have a bunch of new people joining the team, and we're 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 starting to write uh, some articles up on the XSpressPodcast.com website. So. Again, we're doing it pretty slowly. We're 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 putting up a few articles here and there, uh, but we have some on the website already. So make sure you guys check that out. We're going to be doing the news and some features and stuff like that. So there's definitely more content coming with Excess Press. So make sure you check out ExcessPressPodcast.com uh, to to learn a bit more about what we're doing. So, but yeah, guys, if you're not following us on social media already, you can do so over at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, And if you're not subscribing to the show already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much however you listen to podcasts. And please rate and review the show if you can. Um, and like I said, if you want to be on the show, as a if you are a past cast member, please reach out to us. Uh, you can reach out to us on the social media or shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any questions uh, that you have that might want to be on a future Sunday episode for the news, um, send me an email, send me, contact me, and we'll, we'll get to your question on the show, whether it's about like the Disney parks and such. Uh, and if you have a voice message that you want to you wanna send to the show, please do so. Send about like a minute of voice message over to the, my email, and we can we can get that played on the show. You could do record a voice message on the voice memo app or voice recorder app on your phone. And again, you could just shoot that over to me. So, But uh, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the XS Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers.
0: We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage!